unspeakable. That's the word one school official is using to describe the murder of a beloved high school teacher. Her body, with severe trauma to the head, was found hidden in a local park. And now two 16-year-old students have been charged as adults in her killing. second episode of Killer Kids. Before I jump into the episode, I just want to let you guys know that this is an ongoing case. New developments are happening every day, as well as all information has not yet been released. When everything becomes available and the case is finally closed and settled, I will definitely update you guys with all new information. On November 3rd, 2021, Noema Graber was reported missing by her family after never returning home from a walk in the park. Her body was later discovered in a park in Fairfield, Iowa, concealed under a tarp, wheelbarrow, and railroad ties. This is the story of Noema Graber. A quick little background information on Fairfield. It's a small city in Iowa and small town field is literally an understatement when trying to describe Fairfield. With a population of only 9,416 residents, BuzzFeed gave Fairfield the second spot on their list of 11 coolest small cities to road trip to. Fairfield is popularly known for being the it city for transcendental meditation practices and its beautiful architecture. The crime rate in Fairfield is not that high compared to other places, with your chances of falling victim to either a violent crime or property crime being 1 in 695. Despite being a beautiful place, Fairfield, Iowa was where Noema Graber was murdered. Noema Graber was born in Mexico on November 10, 1954. She worked as a flight attendant at Mexicana de Aviación for 17 years and even studied to become a commercial airline pilot. She became one of the first females in Mexico trained to fly passenger jets. She had a great passion for traveling. She got married to her husband, Paul Graber, in 1986. The two had three wonderful children together. When Noema was in her 50s, she decided she wanted to accomplish even more. She pursued a degree in English and a teaching certificate from Iowa University, 
where she later became a Spanish teacher at Odomwa High School for a couple of years before ultimately teaching at Fairfield High School in Fairfield, Iowa. She loved teaching, being a mother, and a great friend. She also enjoyed daily walks at Chattaqua Park. Chattaqua Park is a huge 28-acre park in Iowa with various trails, playgrounds, and even brick fireplaces. You guys can kind of already see how goal-oriented Noima was and how motivated she was to always succeed. Her students adored her for being loving, caring, and always reminding them that she cared deeply for all of them. November 2nd, 2021 was just another normal day for Noima. She often took afternoon walks at Chattaqua Park, not knowing that that day would be the last time she would be able to enjoy the great outdoors. The following morning on November 3rd, Noima was reported missing when she never returned home. In the following hours, law enforcement conducted a search of places Noima normally frequented. After exhausting all options, police searched the park because that's where she was often known to be. That's where they discovered the body of 66-year-old Noima Graber, concealed under a tarp and wheelbarrow. Further investigation showed that Noima suffered blunt force trauma to her head. Who may have done this and why? Noima was a mother, friend, and amazing teacher. Someone who has not yet been named came forward and provided investigators with social media messages between Willard Noble and Jeremy Goodell, having specific details to Noima's disappearance. The details included but were not limited to the motive for killing Noima, the plan, and how to execute and conceal any evidence. The motive has yet not been revealed, but when it is, I will definitely tell you guys. So pretty much they had this whole thing planned out. All of that information, as well as numerous witnesses coming forward, stating that they saw Jeremy at the park the same afternoon as Noima, was more than enough evidence for police to obtain a warrant. They obtained a warrant to search the home of both Jeremy and Willard. When they searched the home of the teens, they found numerous items of clothing containing blood. When Willard was later being questioned by police, he admitted to being in the park that same afternoon as well. So who are Jeremy and Willard? Both are 16 years old and were students of Noema at Fairfield High School. The two teens were known by many Fairfield residents and had many friends. The community of Fairfield was completely shocked when they learned that Jeremy and Willard were the two who killed Noema. I mean, they were raised there, never been in trouble with the law. Why would they even do this? On November 4th, both Jeremy and Willard were arrested and charged with first-degree murder and conspiracy to commit murder. Their bond was set at $1 million cash, and they are both being charged as adults. In Iowa, anyone over the age of 16 can be tried as an adult, depending on the crime that they have committed. 
Willard did not request a court-appointed lawyer, but Jeremy had to be appointed one. In numerous articles that I found online, I read that Willard actually comes from a wealthy family. Willard's attorney is Christine Branstad. You may or may not recognize the name from A&E's television network show Accused, Guilty or Innocent that aired last year. She was part of Jason Carter's legal team. Jason Carter was charged for his mother's death back in 2017, but was then later acquitted in 2019. So I'm sure they're paying pretty good money for her. On November 23rd, both Willard and Jeremy had a bond hearing review where both their attorneys requested that their bond of $1 million be lowered. Here's some audio from that bond hearing. Uh, today is the date and time set for bond review in this matter. Ms. Jensen, this is your motion. What record would you like to make at this time? Thank you, Your Honor. As the court is aware, bond is currently set in this matter at $1 million cash only. That amount, especially for a 16-year-old, is so excessive that it essentially amounts to pre-trial detention without bond, even though my client is not we're asking that the court substantially reduce that amount and place Mr. Goodell under any pre-trial release conditions that the court would deem appropriate. If released, Mr. Goodell would abide by house arrest, chief guest monitoring, daily reporting to the Department of Correctional Services, uh, he would not have internet access, he would complete a mental health evaluation, any treatment that is recommended, or any other conditions that the court would deem appropriate. We understand uh, that Mr. Goodell is charged with a very serious offense. We do not make light of that. We know that this court is going to greatly consider that when making its determination today. We're asking that this court also give rise to the additional factors for consideration of release. To that end, Judge, I would like to note for the court that my client was born and raised in Iowa. He's lived in Fairfield his entire life, and this is all that he's ever known. He has family here in Iowa. He lived with his father, his little sister, and his young nephew. His father and sister are here today. He also has a sister who lives in Iowa City. He has no prior criminal history or adjudications. He reports never having any type of disciplinary action while at school. He was a full-time student. He has no prior employment history. He does not own a savings account. He had a checking account and reports that at the time of his arrest it had a few dollars in it. He personally has no money or financial resources to apply for his bond in this matter. He is indigent. There have already been a court finding to that effect. His family also has limited resources, Judge. His father works in construction. He's reported to our office that he can maybe post $10,000 if this bond will reduce to $100,000 with the surety. My client understands the hardship that that would place on his father, though. He would absolutely appear at all court matters moving forward. My client does not have the means to be a flight risk. The passport that he obtained when he was a child has long expired. He doesn't even have a driver's license. Even if he wanted to, he has no ability to plead from prosecution in this case. A million-dollar cash-only bond judge is just so far unattainable that it essentially amounts to pre-trial detention without bond.
We're asking that the court reduce that amount to $100,000, capture surety, or 10% to the court with pretrial release conditions in accordance. Mr. Jensen, thank you very much. Uh, I'll hear from the state at this time. Thank you, Judge. Um, our position on uh, bail at this point is as it's stated in our resistance that we filed with the court whenever this bond review was um, was uh, requested. Uh, we would ask that bond either be maintained in its current amount or raised to an amount of $2 million. Uh, the reason for that is... Uh, several factors. Number one, uh, the investigation in this case has revealed that the defendant, along with the co-defendant, has engaged in an extremely brutal murder of an innocent person. Um, the court should uh, take into account the minutes that we filed in this case are very detailed uh, concerning the planning that was engaged in by the defendant and his co-defendant, um, the act that was that caused uh, Ms. Graber's death, uh, the treatment of her after her death, what appears to us uh, to be uh, also uh, brutal. As you guys can hear in the audio, Jeremy's attorney, Nicole Jensen, states that the bond is too excessive. Stating his resources are very limited, Quote, a million dollar cash only bond is just so far unattainable that it essentially amounts to pre-trial detention without bond. End quote. The prosecution, however, were not having that. They actually wanted the bond to be raised to two million dollars due to the evidence in the social media messages and how planned Noema's killing was. What I found very interesting was... Nicole Jensen, Jeremy's attorney, stating that if he was released, he would be under extreme monitoring. But I'm not sure what he was under before, but it clearly wasn't enough to stop him and his friend from killing their Spanish teacher. On December 2nd, Judge Joel Yates denied the bond lowering, so the bond for both Willard and Jeremy remains at $1 million cash only. Judge Yates stated, quote, The court took into account the nature and circumstances of the offense charged, the defendant family ties, employment, financial resources, the length of the defendant's residence in the community, the defendant's record of appearances at other court proceedings, and the defendant's record of convictions. Both Willard and Jeremy are slated to be back in court on March 21st for a pre-trial conference and are scheduled to go on trial in Jefferson County on April 19th. A vigil for Noema was held on November 9th at Fairfield High School where over 4,000 people were in attendance. This included many residents of Fairfield, family, friends, current students of Noema and even former students of hers. A GoFundMe page was even set up to support her family with funeral costs and anything else they may need help with during this tragic time. Noema was a wonderful mother and educator. She often put others first. 
Before I wrap up this episode, I want to leave you guys with words from Noema's vigil where her son Christian read from her journal. My plan is very simple and I think very powerful. My plan is to smile all the time. The reason is that I think that a smile is contagious. What is a better positive attitude than a smile? I will smile to everybody I will encounter in my building. In the show description, I will include a link to all of my sources noted during this episode, as well as a link to the GoFundMe page if you guys would like to help out Noema's family. This week's missing child is 14-year-old Sophia Hughes from Chicago, Illinois. She has been missing since November 24, 2021. Sophia is biracial. She is 5'6 and weighs about 135 pounds. If I have any listeners tuning in from the Chicago area, you can contact the Chicago Law Enforcement at 815-727-8575. Don't forget to follow the show on Instagram and TikTok at Killer Kids Podcast. And that's Killer Kids with a Z. Thank you guys for tuning in.